When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in. Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO yes. when you sign up. Yes. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow this clown right here at BOW, B-A-W of Sports. That's Six. Big Dave Watson. Mm-hmm. Will the Go Gottlieb is Will underscore Gottlieb on He's the Twitter machine. Our pal and producer Joey Spath is at Joey Spath is. Getting some flack and some love from CSGO Bulls Nation yesterday. Joey not ready. Joey not ready. That's the newest nickname for my guy Troy in Australia. That's fine. Self-proclaimed Joey Army not rocking with that. To his credit, though, like 30 seconds before he hit the go button on today's show, he was like, oh, shit, Matt, do we have a commentary today? I was like, yes, we do. He will be ready. Yes, we do. He will be prepared, sir. But he held himself accountable, which is what I always appreciate. Yep. True story. He Throw did. me that ball in the corner. I'm putting mm. it up. <laughs> ever? That's the best energy you've seen from me ever? When oh, you see vids, you got to be around you more often, more, man. Baby. That's nothing. Plenty. Plenty more, man. Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative, I have seen much bigger energy from Dave. That's fair. Many That's fair. times. That is very fair. Which I game don't... was it where we started and the chair was like tipped over? <laughs> that was the 150. The, I, my guess is it was the 150. That was the 150. Yeah. 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 It was the 150 to Minnesota. Yeah, I was going to say, I, don't, I feel like I wasn't, I wasn't here for that one. I wasn't there for that game. How many have we yeah. done? Of the I show? Have zero clue. Well, a lot. The show. 82. Uh, a lot of episodes. A lot. So it's the off season. Five of them a week. You know, we'll do the math on that later. It's roughly five shows a week for about... 13 mm, months. Yeah. No, so yeah. I think we've done over 150. <laughs> My guess would be, yeah. Um, I, would, I would bet so. All right. We're, uh, we're going to be doing uh, more good. player yeah, evaluations today with our guy DeMar DeRozan. DeMar. Evaluate his season. DeRozan. Look ahead to his off season what the Bulls might be able to get if they decide to shop him or at least what kind of offers they might see or if they decide to keep him around for the final year of his contract. Before that, though, let's talk a little bit about NBA playoff action from last night. Also, the biggest award was handed out last night to one Joel Embiid. We'll touch on that, too. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on the YouTubes. Uh, Gentlemen, Knicks level up their series with the heat mix um getting a split in game two at the garden it was a tight game back and forth you know we talked a little bit about how this series would look um when we first previewed it just a just a tooth and nail battle Mm. and nicks come out on top in this one getting 30 from jalen brunson including just a cold-blooded dagger of a three late 25 from Randall, who did not play in game one. 24 from Barrett. So basically, their big three carried them while the Heat rested Jimmy Butler, yeah. who had that uh, sprained ankle, rolled ankle, whatever, from game one. Um, all they could really muster was 22 points from Cale Martin, 21 from Gabe Vincent, which, if you listen to me, my pick of the week yesterday, you're welcome. You said it. Um, I, said I, it. Th- this is kind of what I expected to see from game two of this one. Randall comes back and plays. Knicks get a you know a win in game two that they need to now head to Miami with the series tie one one. Yeah, two things uh, for me. One, I feel this is more about the Heat than it is the Knicks because the Heat could have won that game. <laughs> Honestly, they, yeah, they took it all the way down 
to about the final maybe five, four minutes. And even then, when they got it to three with a few seconds they, and they had to hit the free throws to seal it, they had a shot to get everything. He led from basically second quarter through halfway through the fourth. Yeah. It was, they did a wonderful, masterful job. Again, Eric Spolstra doing Eric Spolstra stuff. It's what Will said when the series started, that he loves Tibbs, but Spolstra's a better coach. This is just what it is. And you saw that on full display yesterday. I thought it, I thought it was a brilliant coaching job. Uh, and Jimmy Butler also, you know, always seizing the moment. He just like LeBron. He understands the moment and the narrative. Standing there clapping, giving the golf clap, shaking his head, waving at the fans. He understood where the cameras were. He understood it, and I appreciated that uh, about him from that, man. So I thought that was great. The other thing that I thought in that, that three was cold-blooded, but for me, this was about Isaiah Hardenstein and his sequence in the fourth quarter Damn. when he had four straight offensive rebounds and then the tip out for that three that finally broke the tie because they took, I think, three threes. And he got offensive rebounds on all of them. And a couple of them he got fouled on. Mm -hmm. And then the final one, he tipped it out. And Josh Hart hit that three in the corner. And that was pretty much the game right there. It was about him on that one. And then the next possession down, he gets a charge. Like, it was him on that one, man. Like, he did a really excellent job on that. And this is why you love the playoffs. Because it's always those little tiny things that I'm looking for that I like. You know, the stars are going to be stars. We get that. But it's that game within the game stuff that I really enjoy. And I thought uh, Hartenstein did a great job of that. Yeah, and that's exactly why he was, like, far and away my number one free agent target last year was mm -hmm. because I felt like he could impact the game defensively in terms of blocking shots, offensive rebounding, being in place. Uh, he's a good facilitator, only had one assist in that game, but mm -hmm. I just I thought he was really solid, and their, you know, front court pairing, their center, one-two punch with Mitchell Robinson's really strong. But, Jeez. Matt, you said this is kind of how you expected it. I, I didn't. I thought the Heat were going to just – Kind of roll over. Just kind of sit, yeah, sit I mean, out to, game two. To even yeah, be seriously. in this game for yeah. as long as they were. The wheels kind of fell off there late, but like, mm -hmm. man, this Heat team just gets so much out of so little. <laughs> they have like Hero and Jimmy Butler are gone. And yeah. they're like right in this game all the way through with Gabe Vincent and Cody Martin. Right. I mean, they're shooting a million threes. I was going to say, they like, are shooting a lot of threes <laughs> and at a much more efficient oh clip <laughs> than they did in the regular season. Sweet, sweet And like, mother. that's... That's kind of what the Bulls did last year in the playoffs. It's what you need to do when you're at such a talent deficit. Yeah. You, the, the great equalizer, right? You There's need to shoot a ton yeah. of threes. You've got guys that can get hot. Duncan Robinson, uh, Gabe Vincent, Struess, mm -hmm. um, even like Kevin Love and Cody Martin and mm -hmm. uh, Kyle Lowry. Like those guys can hit threes. Yeah. Not all of them did. But if you're going to try to compete with a team that's just clearly more talented and more deep, that's, that's how you yeah. do it. Yeah, the only play, only two players who didn't take threes were Bam Adebayo and Cody Zeller. That was it. That everybody tracks. else, everybody else taking wow. shots, bro. So your centers are the only ones that didn't take threes. Damn. Uh, my other part, my other favorite part of that uh, Knicks Heat game two was when Brunson hit that huge three. Mm. The camera cut to Mello, courtside. <laughs> Okay. Losing his mind. Thanks for saying this. Which, like, I, <laughs> Thanks for saying this. as much as a kid of the 90s, I hated the Knicks. Mm -hmm. And I still, like you said yesterday, Dave, I'm not rooting for the Knicks. I'm certainly also not rooting for the Heat. Yeah. I'm rooting for freaking Al-Qaeda in this matchup. <laughs> but, like, oh. um, <laughs> I, I, I was never threatened by, afraid of <laughs> the Carmelo man. Anthony Knicks. Yeah. And correct, Carmelo's correct. always been sort of like an endearing player as I far as, like, that him. era of the NBA. All and now true. he's been out of the league for a while. Mm-hmm. It was just cool to see him, like, going nuts along with the Garden crowd. Yeah, but he's not the reason I want to say this because did you see who was in front of Carmelo Anthony cheering him on? John Starks. As soon as I saw his face, I threw something at the television immediately. And I said, oh, yeah, this is why I hate this team. I don't want to see any joy on his face. Watching him be happy made me upset. Yeah. So I that, hated every second I did not notice that. Oh, I saw it. He had his hat on. Okay. Yeah. 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 Shut up. Did this dude just did this? I hated it. Oh, I Greatest hate sentence series. uttered in the history of any and all NBA documentaries. I hate this series. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Oh, But, yes, I hate it. It bothered me. I, I, don't, like, I don't like them. No. Shout out Patrick Ewing. I like Patrick Ewing. Pat's fine. John Pat's Starks, fine. no. John Starks, no. He, he can go to hell. Still if can't believe the Bulls signed him. you viciously dunked on by Scottie Pippen, you're, you're cool with somebody. 
<laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. That's fair. That's that's the well, Scotty Dunko, you go, oh, okay, yeah. all right. Come on in. Come on in. You're all right. Yes, spooky uh, kitty. Thank you. Do, 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 do these? Yes. One of my favorite yes. things that's ever been said in an NBA documentary yes. is John Starks talking about Reggie Miller's late game heroics. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm spooky kitty is going off in the comments today. Spooky yes. kitty, welcome back. Feel like it's been a minute. Just yes. realized when you shaved the stash, which, which I appreciate. Para, what's up with you? Jelly, well, what? you always in you the house. You said Harry Snotter. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, all right, shifted to, what up, Salim? Shifted to Lakers Warriors. Speaking of my DraftKings pick of the week. Talk your shit, Matt. What did I say? So what do we say? So what do we say? I said, take Lakers plus four and a half. And if you're feeling frisky and want higher odds, Uh take the Lakers money line. They needed this game more than the Warriors did. The Warriors have been bad this season playing on less rest than their opponents. He's right. He's absolutely right. He said it dead on. Even though the numbers did not back up his assertion, it was still on point and it was correct. Lakers win. Matt Peck. Cash in your pocket. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so kind. We we have to talk about Anthony Davis oh, for at least a minute. Monster. 30 points, 23 boards, mm. chipped in five assists on top of that. Mm. When it's, it's crazy because I feel like we talked about this a little bit with Kawhi when he played in the first couple games of that first-round series. Yeah. And then, sadly, he, he was lost. It, like, Anthony Davis belongs in that list of players with Kawhi, I think, that – when they are out there mm-hmm. playing at 100% of their ability, mm-hmm. easy top five player in the league. Yeah. Like, easy. Yeah. But it's just because Anthony Davis is so sporadic between hurt and healthy yeah. and playing, going through the motions Anthony Davis and locked in bubble champion Anthony Davis and often what we've seen in these playoffs thus far, that version of Anthony Davis, which, oh my yeah. God. It's a monstrosity. And, I mean, that's also shout-out to, to my man Lune. He had 10 points and 23 rebounds Dude. himself. But you can't match, that, you can't match that 30, and, and that's the issue with that. Um, Anthony Davis, and it's funny when you brought up Kawhi, because when I think of both of them, I always find Anthony Davis's more upsetting than I do Kawhi, because I feel like I've seen Kawhi have those moments of legendary greatness more sustained than I've seen it from Anthony Davis. Yeah. And Anthony, like you said, was in the bubble. Like I He saw had that there. one big shot in the conference final, yes, right, correct. of the bubble. Huge. And, I mean, he was dominant in there. Like, this dude, like you said, man, when he's on, like, top five, like, mm-hmm. without question. I can't tell you the amount of arguments I've gotten in telling people he's the best Laker on the team. Like, that's him. It's him. Oh, it's LeBron. No, it's not. It's Anthony Davis. When he's Anthony Davis – it's top five easy, all right? And it, that's just what it is. And you saw, you saw it yesterday, LeBron chipping in, though, you know, with 22 and 11 in 40 minutes, which was awesome. Also, the Lakers look like the more rested team as well. You could tell. And none of the big stars for the Warriors played 40 minutes. Like, Clay and Steph played, like, 37. I believe Draymond played 33. You know, those guys weren't out there because they just played a game seven mm-hmm. when they were running up and down mm-hmm. the damn floor. So – I expected them to come out, you know, a little more stagnant and playing chess because this is a chess match. I don't think they'll be at that full capacity till about game three. Yeah. Maybe game three or four when some rest comes in between those games. I'm not saying they won't win game two or anything like that. I'm just saying you won't feel the full brunt of the Warriors until they get that rest coming in like games three or four. But I don't want to take it away from the Lakers, bro. Like Anthony Davis, like you said. Was unbelievable, man. And shout out to him. Like, when he's special, he's really special. So, I have a lot of thoughts about this game. And I think the first one is we've talked a lot about math over the last 365 days. Fun! Okay. Three-point math? Three-point math, free-throw math. This was far and away the weirdest math game that I can ever remember watching. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me just read some of these numbers. 53 three-point attempts out of 106 field goal attempts. Half, Half. of their shots were threes. Dang. That is insane for yeah. the Warriors. Okay, they made 21 of them. Made 21. <laughs> when you make 20 plus threes, I 21. mean, that's like that's like the gold standard number that like the Daryl Morey Rockets would shoot for. Mm-hmm. When they felt like if we hit 20 threes, that's, that's a win. If we can get... Four games out of seven with 23s, there's nobody we can't beat. Yeah. Like, that's just to say how crazy of a number 21 made threes was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of 53 attempts, I, 
I don't know what the numbers are in terms of like <clears throat> how that stacks up in history, but like that is a gigantic number for a playoff game. On the other side of this, you have six of twenty-five, a very Bullsian six of twenty-five for the Lakers from behind the three-point line. So the the Warriors had fourteen more right made threes, forty-five more points outscored them by forty-five. Insane behind the three-point line. On the other hand, you have the free now do the free throws, Will. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting there. (laughs) On the other hand, you have free throws. Lakers twenty-nine attempts. Warriors six. Six. Wow. I could when I went back and checked it, I was like, twenty nine free throws. The Lakers had twenty more points on free throws than the Warriors did. And this is what I talked about yesterday. You mentioned Anthony Davis, Mm -hmm. who was sensational. He was. The Warriors weren't even looking at the rim. Mm. They were shooting threes like crazy. They were doing their dribble handoff game. They were getting into space. They were doing all this stuff. But what makes Steph so dangerous and Jordan Poole and Clay, you can put all all three of those guys in that bucket, is the pressure that they put on you because of the fear that you have to have of their three-point shooting yeah. opens mm-hmm. up driving lanes. Correct. It opens up cutting lanes, and it open up it opens up the paint to where you've got layup after layup. You've got these split-cut actions where you're just getting wide-open shots at the rim. That did not exist mm-hmm. in yeah. this game. Anthony Davis had four blocks, but the amount of shots that he deterred before they could even happen deterred. was like probably – you know, a hundred more. I mean, like yeah. the, the Warriors just simply were not looking at the rim. They were not driving. They were not going anywhere near there. Um, and I think there are some adjustments that Steve Kerr can make in terms of bringing Anthony Davis out to guard in pick and roll, removing him from the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to figure out Jared Vanderbilt in terms of the way that he yes. was top locking Steph and Yo, just like not letting him get the they ball. They did a great job at that. Um, I mean, man, it was just, it was a really good, uh, game plan from Darvin Ham, yeah, really well executed. And then you got guys like Dennis Schroeder and um, you know Russell, D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. had a really good game. He did. Jared Vanderbilt defended excellently. Um, they just they put together a really solid game plan. They executed to a T. I didn't even think LeBron looked very good. No, no. he scored he well. He, he, he finished numbers, nine of twenty four. Like, yeah, one of eight from yeah. three. Correct. Twenty twenty two points on twenty four shots. Not very good. So. Just like the stark contrast in the in the style of play, um, you can look at point paint uh, paint points. Excuse me, fifty four mm-hmm. for the Lakers, 24, 28 for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the clashing styles here was crazy. And I think that there's a lot that Steve Kerr can do can do to adjust. Don't think Steph played well. Didn't really do a good enough job getting him open. Obviously, you had a a good game from Poole and Clay, mm-hmm. which you can't always count on. But um, I don't come away from this feeling that bad. If you're the Warriors at halftime, they were up or the, no. it was close, and I felt mm-hmm. like the Lakers are going to just come away with this in the second half because you can't expect the Warriors to keep shooting 50% right. on a million threes. And but then the, the Lakers, Lakers almost coughed you. it up. Yeah. The Lakers were up 14 with yeah. like what five-ish minutes to go, and, and then the Warriors reeled run. off a 14-0 <laughs> run to tie yeah. the game. And that three that gave step themselves hit, a chance. The three-step hit to tie it. Ooh. Oh my god! Ooh. Like, there are some shots vicious, that he man. takes that it's just like it's not fair. Just, I, li- I literally laugh. Yeah, that's all you can do. Steph insanity. It's terrifying. The and, one, and all, just real quickly, yeah, I think what you're saying also about Vanderbilt also plays into the rest factor. Because, like I said, he's running around the entire game trying to chase Steph. It's hard. By game three or four, let, then we'll, I want to see what he's looking like then yep. after doing that for a whole series. And I really want to see what it looks like when they pull Anthony Davis out of the lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They did a really good job. They made an adjustment late in the game where they, they brought Vanderbilt in to guard Steph and they had uh, Schroeder on Jordan Poole because they were running that that Steph Jordan Poole pick and roll a lot. Right. And so Schroeder would switch onto Steph and he was giving Steph problems too. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot Steve Kerr can do to tinker with that. He doesn't really like to go into these heavy isolation or pick and roll actions with Steph. Um, they kind of like save that for, you know, a rainy day type situation. Mm-hmm. But man, this series is going to be so much fun just because of like the different adjustments and the different style of play. Like I can't, I can't wait to see who gives first because you're not going to get this kind of shooting performance from the Warriors every game. You're probably not going to get this kind of, uh, you're not going to let Anthony Davis affect you in this way six more times yeah. if you're the Warriors. So True. it's going to be a tremendous series. Uh, before we move to the MVP stuff real quick, I see our guy Salim talking about it in the comments. Uh, a lot of people were talking about it on NBA Twitter last night and into this morning. That last uh, three-point attempt with the Warriors down three that Jordan Poole took, that was a deep three 
there was, uh, you know, so a bit of a trap that Steph dealt with before that, and then he swings it over to Jordan Poole. A lot of people were, like, crucifying Poole for taking that shot. Mm-hmm. And personally, I looked at that, and I was like, look, Jordan Poole has that kind of range. Mm-hmm. He can hit that shot. And before taking that shot on the night, Poole was 6 of 10 mm-hmm. from downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was cooking. Steph was doubled and trapped. He managed to get a clean pass to Jordan Poole, who had a clean look. And, you know, some people, including our guy Salim, said, you know, take a timeout if you're the Warriors there. Take a timeout, set something new up. Mm-hmm. That's a clean look. If you, get a, if you get a look that clean, at, you know, as we laugh about them taking 53 threes and making 21 of them, mm-hmm. like one of your best three-point shooters, who was 6 of 10 last night, let it fly. I mean, do either of you have an issue with that? I do. Okay. Um. I'm, and what I don't think what you're saying is wrong. Uh, you're right. He was on fire, and even when you do the numbers all season long from where he shot from that range, he's about 50%, even from that range, so taking that. My issue was he took it with 10 seconds left. That was my only issue with it. Okay. And I know it was open. I get it. But I thought you had more time to get something a little bit better. I thought when as soon as Steph got doubled, I thought a timeout should have come immediately. And when that didn't come and he gets the ball, I didn't like the way he took it because it looked like it was panic. Like, he shot it like he thought he had four seconds instead of ten. Sure. And, and that's, that's the only thing I didn't like about it. The hilarious thing about that was they were doing a, a simulcast with uh, Taylor Rooks, uh, Wilson Chandler, I believe. Halliburton. Hall- and Halliburton, yes. And Channing Fry. Channing Fry, thank you. I always get them mixed up. All their whole career, for real. I've been Chandler. getting them mixed up all the time. Channing. Um, but – after that, you saw Taylor Rook and Channing Fry just, dude, that's a terrible shot. Halliburton's like, no, dude, like, look at it. That's a great shot. I'll open that. That's open. I'm taking that shot. He was like, I guarantee you, if you give me that, I'm taking that. And Fry said, and that's why you're sitting next to us. <laughs> but what about the factor of the, well, we've got a three-point lead, and we're playing the Warriors that don't want them to have a chance, like, maybe if he holds on to that ball, the Lakers foul and just say, all right, we're up three. Make two free throws, and we'll play the free throw game for the last, you know, yeah. 10 seconds of this game. All that, is, all that is factual. And honestly, that's why I think a timeout should have been called. Like, I thought it should have been called when they got the rebound. Understand that you're just going with the momentum. You got Steph. I get it. You know what I mean? But as soon as that double team came, and then you saw them just the chaos starting to ensue, I'm like, take the timeout immediately. Call timeout. Do it like that. But they didn't. He took the shot, you know. It's one nothing. I got serious flashbacks to the double bang in OKC. Because oh. he was bang, bang. LeBron misses a three that could have put him up six and iced the game. Yeah. Steph grabs the rebound, dribbles down the court. He's on the right side this time, not the left side. I really thought he was just gonna pull. Yeah. Because I think there's merit to shooting early in that situation because maybe you get an offensive rebound, the defense is out of sorts. Um it's a tough call. I think when you got to that point of Steph gets, the, there was a hard trap and double on Steph, and then that's where the swing happened, and Jordan Poole had a look. Um, I don't hate it. I definitely think a timeout would have been fine. But, like, if you're Jordan Poole in that moment, you're thinking, shoot. You're not thinking yeah, catch the yeah. ball in timeout. You know right. what I mean? Like, he is a gunner. He is 6 of 10. He kind of went yeah. off in the second quarter, not the third or the fourth, so it had been a little while. But, like, it was one of those games for him. I, I don't hate it. Um, but it's it's a tough call. It's one of those things where if you make it, you look like a genius. If you miss it, yeah, you are, yeah. are question. We have a discussion, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really um, I really thought Steph was going to pull from like oh, thirty eight, and I would have loved yeah, it. As soon as he and, oh my god, dude! The, can you imagine how the roof would have blown off the place if he pulled and hit that? Uh, Holy shit! I needed I need one of more of those dude. moments in my life. <laughs> <laughs> from way down the, the the Curry brain bang, bang is Will's lifeblood. It is. Um, He's got a tattoo on his ass. Over. All right, real quick before <laughs> all of the NBA playoff action last night, the first thing that happened is that Joel Embiid was officially named the twenty two twenty three. Regular season, most valuable player. Kudos to him. Kudos, sir. Uh, His first Jordan. Got 73 of 100 total first place votes. 915 total points as far as his first place votes all the way to fifth place votes. Nikola Jokic did finish in second place with 674. So Mm. Embiid won fairly convincingly. Mm -hmm. Won this award alike. I think a lot of people saw this coming as far as Jokic and the Nuggets sort of just kind of coasting into the finish line of their regular season, having yeah. the one seed locked up. 
and Embiid having a couple of big games down the stretch for Philly. I personally am just glad it's over because Whoa, okay. towards the end of this season, uh-huh. and no offense to our friends over there at DNVR Nuggets. Okay. Oh, where are we going? But Nuggets fans and Sixers fans on Twitter since January have been insufferable with this bullshit. Oh, man. It's been longer than January. It's, I, I mean, it's been going on for years now, honestly. Yes. But it's been, it's like, it's boiled over to a point where I'm like, this isn't even fun to partake in this discourse anymore because all of y'all suck. No one's having any fun with this debate. Everybody's just hating on each other, calling each other's arguments stupid. I don't, I don't remember MVP debates and discourse being this annoying in years past. Maybe it's just because it was sort of like a repeat of recent seasons. Yeah. Is it Jokic? Is it Embiid? Is it Giannis? I was fed up with it, and I'm just glad it's over. Maybe, and you're right. And well, I shouldn't say you're right because I, I don't know it as deeply as, as you do right here. Um, but I would say your sentiment is probably dead on because you know you're Matt Peck and you you're angered very easily on these things. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> but to the point, like yeah, Embiid he deserved it. You know, I like this because. There's been so many years where I've seen the three same players deserve an MVP. Like Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid. I had no problem with either one of them winning in all of these years. Well, I have more issue with Jokic last year, but it was it's not here nor there. He his numbers say he should have won. He should have won. Um, I like the fact that Embiid won this. Uh he acted like it didn't matter to him <laughs> during the regular season. And then as soon as his name is called, he's breaking down, you know, like 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 you would when you win something like this, bro. Like it meant something to his whole team was there sitting there watching it. It means something to him. So I get it. This is the first center to lead the league in scoring in back-to-back seasons since Kareem, which was in 1970. All right? That's a long time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He did something really, truly special. And, I mean, he was dominant in it. And I think he wanted – um, and two things. One was when he went head-to-head with Jokic. And, I mean, he, on national Wrecked TV. Him. And he destroyed him. I think he had 48 that game. He, he was a monster. The other one was when Jokic went on that kind of decline. And you kept mentioning it, Will, uh, shooting over 50% and how that streak had kind of came to an end. Shout out to the Bulls. Had came to an end uh, against the Bulls and then continued, I think, two more games after that. He, he, it kind of went down. I think when those things started happening, then you started seeing that kind of like, okay, it's going to be Embiid because he kept scoring and kept doing amazing. It's funny, and that did duck that last matchup with the Nuggets, though. Say it again. Embiid, he ducked that last Nuggets (laughs) matchup towards the end of the regular season. Yeah, he said he ducked them. Damn. It is is funny though. You mentioned that four game stretch. I feel like people count that against Jokic Mm -hmm. more than they would have counted something like that against Embiid because of how good and consistent Correct. Jokic and the Nuggets had been Correct. all year. They had a four-game skid. Like, that's not that big a deal. That happens. Sure. But given the moment, given the fact that we are splitting hairs here, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, for me, I think they both deserved it. I have no problem with Embiid getting it. I have no problem with Jokic getting it. I might have even gone Giannis just to, like, avoid this argument altogether. <laughs> but I am glad both of them have MVPs now. And can I just say, like, for all the talk about threes and small ball mm. and all this sh- like mm-hmm. this we are in a golden age of centers yep in the nba right now talk it and it's pretty damn cool I've those been guys saying are this. outrageously good both so glad so glad you're saying this all this threes talk and your last mvps for about the past five six years yeah have all been big men and all, right. all finished top three again, <laughs> again. this year compete Jokic, Giannis. I, I did think like, the Embiid campaigning at some points this season was a little much, even though it didn't necessarily bother me a ton. But, like, the Nuggets last night, again, all due respect to NBR, the Nuggets coming out and posting a video saying, like, our MVP. Yeah, like, yeah. that was weird to me. I thought it was weak. Like, I, I just think that's, like, a weird move, especially when you factor in that both of these guys are, like, neither of these guys gives a Like, they're in it for the real hardware still. Like, mm-hmm. they're still both in the playoff chase. The Nuggets are playing tonight. Like, yeah, that just it that that was where it was getting a little bit weird to me. Where I'm like, okay, what do you care more about, the MVP or the 
championship that you right. were playing for. And, and like to me, that's like something. If if like a Nuggets fan account posted that, I would be like, exactly. Okay. So I like, literally clicked on it because I was like, did they get their check? Like you know, right? The, and I thought it I wasn't the, the real thing. account. Like it right. was a weird thing for them to the post. I thought Nuggets official team account is currently unverified on Twitter. Oh. And so I thought maybe it was something else, but then I checked it and I was like, oh no, this is the Nuggets account. It has like one, one and a half million followers Twitter or whatever. such a weird place right it now. It was weird. I thought, I thought it was petty a little bit. It was. And that's coming from someone who loves being petty. <laughs> petty loves peck. it. Petty pet. And, and you know what's petty, funny? Petty, like, petty, petty peck. I, I immediately thought of the season of Steph and Harden mm-hmm. was when I was seeing these. You remember those years when they were just going back and forth? And I, don't, I wouldn't have been bothered at all if if the Rockets had did this, you know, for James Harden, because Harden hadn't won one. I get it. You know what I mean? It makes sense. But for the guy who wants back-to-back MVPs, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, what are you, our MVP? I'm like, bro, he got two of them. Like, what are we tripping on? Like, relax on that, man. Relax. One of the things that um, I was talking to Jamal Collier about this. That's a flex. And he has a vote or had a vote. And, you know, this was before he decided we, you know, we're just kind of shooting the breeze about it. And he kind of said, like, you know, regardless of what, like, the advanced numbers say or what the record is or whatever, like, we as voters have responsibility to, like, write the history of the NBA. Mm. And I do think that that argument, I think, really spoke to me because I do think, you know, at times neither of these guys really feel like they are the LeBron or Steph of the era, yeah. you know, like they neither they is like the face of the carving. league. They're not like even Derek point. when he won it, which twelve years ago today. Or twelve years ago today. Yeah, shout out, shout out to D Rose. Um, even when he won it, like it felt like like he had captured the narrative of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can like write the history. Bill Simmons talks about this a lot. You can't write the history of the NBA without mentioning that era of the NBA mm-hmm. with Derek Rose versus the Heat and the Heatles and all that. And it doesn't really feel like either of those guys have that because their teams aren't like clear. There's not a super team. There's not like a clear, you know, Correct. favorite. And, and so, they're not even like the ultimate final challengers of said super teams. Right. Like Embiid has never played in the finals. Right. Jokic has never played in the finals. True. Yeah. And so like for True. me, I've mentioned the honest thing. Like I feel like he is the defining player of, and I felt this way before they lost in the first round. Maybe that changed now, but like, He's the defining player of this part of the 2020s, I think. Like, he just won a championship. He's already a two-time MVP. I think he has the best chance of all these guys to be the highest-ranked player on the list when it's all said and done. And, like, I don't think you should avoid, in the same way you probably should have given MJ or LeBron more MVPs because they are the best player Mm -hmm. every single year, and Mm -hmm. you can justify giving them. And so I kind of feel that way with Giannis, but I am glad now that both of those guys have MVPs because – Really, to your to your point, Matt, like this this narrative, this discourse of like who's the best center, who deserves it, like that has become a narrative of this era of the yeah. NBA, and I do think both those guys deserve it. So I'm I'm happy for Joel. I definitely think he deserved it. And uh, like I said, it's crazy that we're in a golden age of NBA centers. That's real that's quick because I know we got to do we got to take a break. Real, this is the last thing I want to say. Shout out to LeBron James because this is the first year LeBron James has not. In his 20-year career, he has not been in the top 15 in, in NBA MVP voting. First time he's first not gotten year. any top five votes. First time ever. Including his rookie Including year. Including his – he was he Which, finished ninth his rookie year, dog. Ninth. It's wild. Insane. It's wild. The man is great. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, okay, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll dive into our grades for DeMar DeRozan's 22-23 season. Yeah. Today's episode of CHGO Bulls. By the way, hit that thumbs up if you haven't already. Yeah. Is brought to you by our friends at the Goose Island Beer Company. Hey! They make delicious beers. I got Like one. this full pocket pilsner that Dave and I are drinking right now. Cheers to you. Little Wednesday afternoon beerage. Nothing wrong with it. There's also the Goose IPA, another big popular one. The Tropical Beer Hug, one of many new beer hug flavors that Goose has put out this year. That one's the Dry Apt Imperial with 9.9% alcohol. Mm. Dangerously easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Went well, out this weekend, was drinking three, sorry to interrupt, but, no, you know, okay. we're, we're free reign on these ad rates here. I'll always. Are we? You know, are you ready for yeah, comment yet? Yeah, really? I'm still getting yeah. ready. But, I, you know, I'm trying to warm up to that. Was out the other night at three Goose Island beer hugs throughout the night, just, you know, sipping on them. People yep. are like, are you not going to have, like, a drink? You know, like, I'm like, hey, these are, like, 9%. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling good here. Don't, don't judge a book by its cover, all right? So, 
Highly recommend. Highly recommended. From, jo- from Joey Not Ready. Uh, <laughs> grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room right around the corner from us here in the West Loop on Fulton Street. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. We love and appreciate them so much. We really do. Delicious. You know what? Like, you see you see the ghost not sitting here right now. Mm. You know what I mean? And Maybe because he, he went to the fridge to get a beer. No, he didn't go to the fridge to get a beer. What he did was go see if he could replenish his stock of that AG1, baby. Oh, you want to know why the AG. hair is so quaffed? You want to know why he was able to get up so swiftly and walk on over there? It's because he's taking that AG1 on a daily, y'all. Them 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods or superfoods, the probiotics, and oh, my sweet quaffness, the adaptogens. Oh, all of them help start your day correctly. That special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and your aging. All the things that you're going to want to take care of. And I know what you're saying. Oh, that sounds amazing. Look at the beautiful packaging that's on your screen. Damn, that must cost me a lot of money. Costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold-brewed habit that you might have. Oh, it's cheaper than all them supplements that you might be getting yourself. You're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance, y'all. Vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nannies, chemicals, or artificial anything. And it does all this while still tasting good. Don't take my word for it. Now, that man right there, I was just talking about what he wasn't here. That man is the goat. Go tell everybody that you had your AG1 today, sir. Tastes great. Mm, you had your AG1? I was pretending like that was it, but I did have it this morning. Yes, we know. We have it yeah. in the morning. We know you don't, you know, you don't double dip on that. You know what no, I mean? It's, all you need is one. That's it. It's, one serving. It's a staple of the routine at this point. That's it. It's, it's what happening. It is. That's right. Quaffness. It that's is why. inevitable. You want to know the secret to it? It's the AG1, y'all. So... <laughs> If you want to get easy for you to get it, (laughs) to get it, make sure they will hook you up, y'all. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of them free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. It's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate deadly nutritional insurance because it's after the greens. You're going to scoop it. You're going to dump it. You're going to shake it. You're going to drink it. And then what you do, go. You feel it. You feel it. Woo! In your face. You're going to ask me if I had my athletic greens this morning? No, I'm proud of you because you told me that you've had it every single day. So I don't have to come to you no more. But an interruption, shirtless one day is outside. So. Shirtless one day! Shirtless one day is outside! I think I got my swagger back. Wearing? <laughs> Per usual, mm-hmm. athletic shorts. Yep. Zip up gray hoodie. Yep. I couldn't tell. He had to Was change. it shirtless underneath the hoodie? Yes, it was. It was shirtless underneath. Taco meat was out, and he had and he had the gold chain blinging up off of that man. The same outfit every damn time. It's the same one every time. Oh. I mean, I respect that. Uh, I as, do too. As someone who wears the same three pairs of jeans, yeah. the same fifteen shirts, and you see this hoodie, same twenty hats. I mean, <laughs> that's what I we do. We got to invite him on here at some point. Oh, he knows who. I he's wonder a if star. he's a basketball fan. He knows he's a star. Um, all right, guys, let's like next time we're doing this. dive into our grades for Demar Derozan this season. Give me one uh, second. I'm changing Will's meathead grade. You're you're changing his meathead grade. Changing the meathead grade. Per Will, a last second meathead grade change. A last second. Goat it's, lead? it's and it's an adjustment. It's a tweak. It's not really a, a change. Is he removing what you had previously and then putting something new? Yeah. No, it That's is. A change. It is. A, it is an addition. It is an, oh, an, an amendment. Addition. Yeah, an amendment. An amendment. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Ah, the goat. Um. All right. Starting with. Okay. That's that's the old. That's the old meathead grade, not the not the currently updated one. Um. Starting on the offensive end, uh, Dave, you and I gave Demar solid A's. Yeah, go. You gave him a B plus. Explain yourself. I looked at Demar's season compared to last season's numbers. Right. His true shooting percentage was still elite. Yes. Actually went up uh, yeah. two thousandths of a point <laughs> from point five nine zero to point five nine two. 
Um, field goal percentage identical to last identical. season. Identical. 50.4 yes. from the field. Yep. The mid-range destroyer. Monster. However, his field goal attempts per game, his usage percentage, mm-hmm. and his points per game all came down a bit mm-hmm. uh, from last season. I did not necessarily see any of those as bad things. Me neither. Uh, as the Bulls are maybe shifting their focus of what comes after DeMar. And when De- Zach came back and really got rid of the rust and was balling out, and Zach ended up being this team's leading scorer over the span of the entire season, I had no problems with that. Yeah, I feel like maybe some Bulls fans saw DeMar's season as a whole and thought, Something's missing. Mm-hmm. And as we said, to his credit, still finishes a finalist for the brand new clutch player of the season award that mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox won. We didn't have as many of those moments. Mm-hmm. Not only the back-to-back buzzer beaters from last season, but like just those epic fourth quarters where DeMar would just take over a game that turned into a Bulls win because the Bulls lost a hell of a lot more of those games than they won this year compared to last year. And I think that's maybe why some people just sort of measuring it as a whole thought, ah, DeMar not as dominant this year. His numbers were pretty darn dominant still. Yeah, and his percentage from two-point was higher than it was last season. He was 50 last year. He was 52 uh, this season. Um, The three-point percentage, like you said, went down to normal, I thought. You know what I mean? It was 35. It was like, what? Yeah. It was like, with the 32. Right. Which is still like, like what? One but or still. maybe two per, you know, attempts yeah. per game. That still finishes third in his career for highest three-point percentage. <laughs> like, right there. That finishes third right there. Um, but, yeah, like, it was, and he, it's still DeMar DeRozan. Like, you know, like, you see him out there, and he's still doing DeMar DeRozan things. Oh, yeah. And how about he's in the All-Star game on top of that? Like, that that's an A. So, I'm very interested to hear why the GOAT – Toss that man a B plus. I am interested, Goat. Please, scratch my itch of curiosity. It's, it's really nitpicking, but again, I'm looking at this through the lens of like, like that, what <laughs> what can we expect from DeMar? And maybe the expectations that he set last year were mm-hmm. a little too high. I do feel like he came back down to earth a little bit. Um, you guys mentioned like the stats aren't all that dramatically different, but... Usage went down by four mm-hmm. percent, and I think that speaks to the fact that there was a bit of a passing of the torch to Zach Levine, and um, and I think that that's you know if he's not going to be like the A one alpha creator driving force, that if you take a step half step down from that, that is you're performing less, right? Like I think the fact, and, and maybe that was by design, maybe it was because of the injury. I just don't think that he was that same like just true alpha driving force in that same way that he was last year. Obviously you've got the game winners. He was, I think a little bit even better in the clutch in terms of points, a little bit lower in terms of percentage this year, still incredibly good, incredibly talented and incredibly important to what the bulls do. But I think by taking a half step back, that's where I took a half step back. But I think that's the difference, right? Cause last year I had him at an A plus. So I gave him his half step back. Like I gave, took him down to an A I, I can't I can't t- yeah I don't remember do what, what I doing. gave him last year. You know what I mean? But I, I can't do that and give you a full letter grade down to a B plus. Like for me, I'm just talking about for me. Like mm-hmm. I don't see that. I can't look at all those things that you did, knowing how good this team is with you, seeing the number, seeing you were the leader in the mid range in the NBA. When you look at those kind of stats like that, seeing who led from where on the floor, you're going to see his name all over the place in the mid-range because that's what DeMar DeRozan did. And then being an all-star on top of that, being the team's only all-star on top of that for the second straight year uh, for him, man. And last year, for me, that's another step down. When you're a starter, that's an A+. Mm -hmm. Step down, you're not a starter, that's an A. Mm -hmm. That's that's how I feel about it, man. Yeah, some some other numbers that I think – Hit him, Will. That – uh, affected my my grading was last year the Bulls were plus 5.2 with him on the court versus with him off this year only plus 1.8 last year worth according to cleaning the glass 13 expected wins this year only five um again I mean this is this is super nitpicky and I still think he is a star I think he's deserving of his all-star mm. um and like I said maybe I shouldn't have been expecting him to continue on that level that he did last year mm-hmm. because that did seem like an outlier. Um, so maybe an A- minus would have been more appropriate. But I do, I do think that there was a half step back there. I think it was injury-related. I think it was age-related. And I think it was 
maybe a little bit by design. Mm. I mean, Billy Donovan talked about it at the beginning of the year and really throughout the whole season of we need to not be so dependent on DeMar. Mm-hmm. We cannot let him be option one, two, and three in our offense. And I think Zach stepped up and, and took over that role where, where you have to credit Zach for that. Um, and, I, and I don't even like to discredit DeMar for, for that design element of it, mm-hmm. right? Like the Bulls are saying, we're going to take the ball out of your hands a little bit more. That's why your usage is down. That's right. why your scoring is down. But I do think that makes him maybe slightly less impactful. Very ever so slightly. Very ever so slightly. And, and I really don't want this to be like hey, a, Jake. a Will dislikes DeMar, thinks DeMar is not good. Like, I mean, you're a hater, that Will. That is what you're saying. You're a hater. That's what you're saying. That's what he told us. I think uh, a minor you half step right back into that is, one. Is, uh, is just how I viewed it. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, p- people in the comments uh, agreeing with a B-plus for DeMar, saying that's fair. You're wrong. Uh, uh, also, <laughs> Salim and uh, Renewable and Rechargeable pointing out DeMar was dealing with a couple of injuries that hobbled him on the back end of the season. Absolutely. So, I'm just saying, dog. Like, damn, if he's B-plus, man, like, dude, good right. God. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dude, shot. That's but a again, B-plus? I mean, if you're I'm talking to them when I'm saying that. I'm but. saying, like, if, if you're asking me, like, offensively relative to the rest of the league, mm-hmm. A-plus. Mm-hmm. Offensively, relative to what I expected from him coming into the season, yeah. mm-hmm. a little bit below that. Okay, yeah. that's why See, I, a I expected a that's bit of a, a usage and elite clutch game-winning shot every night. Yeah. I expected that to regress to the sure. means, and, and not thirty-five percent from three. Like, I also think, like, if you are losing six wins this year mm-hmm. by record. And you are the driving force of that. Like, you are the reason for your team's success, good mm-hmm. or bad. Like, I think that factors in. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. But I think that makes it an A-plus when you do that. If I'm factoring in what you did – if I'm factoring in what he did last year and asking you to do what you did again last year, that's an A-plus. For me, if it's a step smidgen down from that, that's an A. It doesn't fall a full letter grade for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Jamond in the comments saying uh, he's due a contract after the upcoming season. Wonder how much he'll want. We'll get to that um, in a little bit. Uh, okay, defensively, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things that I noticed from Demar with the eye test, and then went back and looked at his numbers earlier today, mm-hmm. and the eye test was confirmed. Mm-hmm. I gave him a flat C. Mm-hmm. I see you both gave him a C minus. I think I gave him maybe a C minus last year, or maybe a D plus. I don't know. I gave him a little bit of an uptick defensively because his defensive rating improved from last season, as did his defensive box plus minus. Of course, some of that you need to credit to his teammates as the Bulls defensively were a really strong unit for a large stretch of this season. That's not necessarily on DeMar individually. However, I thought I saw DeMar take a million more charges successfully this year than he did last year. True. I went and checked. 32 offensive fouls drawn by DeMar this season. Mm -hmm. Last season, 12. Mm. His previous career high, 16. Mm. He doubled his previous career high in Mm. charges drawn, and I respect that. Yeah. 83 steals for DeMar this season, three shy of his career high, 15 more than last season. Mm. In fewer minutes played this season compared to last season. Yo, shit, man. (laughs) For that, DeMar gets a C. Okay. We all know... About the DeMar defense stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for things that were positive, mm-hmm. and I found some. <laughs> and for me, I, it was more for me, I just went on the eye test uh, more than anything. And I know I gave him like a C- minus last year. And for me, I think I gave him a C or a C-. I can't remember. But for me, I didn't see any huge difference of that. It still was, oh, man, we're attacking you. It still was, it, you can't be one-on-one. It still was guys blowing by you. It still was um, looking, and I know he wasn't lost, but just looking like he was lost because he couldn't do certain things on defense, you know, within the scheme that they wanted. It's still Billy Donovan having to kind of hide him, you know what I'm saying, on, mm-hmm. on certain uh, defensive schemes. And that's why he got the, the, the C-minus for me. What you're saying is, is damn sure on point and right. And also for me, it makes you, lets you know he's also getting older. <laughs> when older people start taking more charges. That's exactly what that means. He's like, okay, I can't do this. Yeah, let me just stand here. <laughs> let, me, let me let you get that. Yeah. And that's cool. He wasn't but, chasing people around. No, he was not. He was not. 
And honestly, for me to see minus, yeah, it, I, I could be talked into that C right there, but that's kind of where it is, though. You know, mm-hmm. the C minus or the C is kind of where it is. There's no plus behind that one. I think I agree with most of what you said. Um, I'll take that. There, there are times where he can turn it on a little bit more. Um, there are big games like that Bucks game early on in the year where they, they won back-to-back against the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah. You felt like. Raise the banner. Man. What? Raise our banner. Raise our banner. Um, I feel like there's moments where he can turn it on a little bit more, but he's just not a great defensive player. And yeah, I'm not saying he's like fine. the bottom of the barrel. Right. But he's not great. Um, and I think for what he gives you offensively, that's probably okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Uh, okay, well, we got to take one more quick break. We'll come back with our meathead grades and then some thoughts on DeMar's off season. Mm-hmm. Big Dave. Uh, baby Joey again hit me up. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you know we talk all the time. Always hitting That's you my up. guy. Um, he was like, I asked him, man. You know that's weird. You- Last time I checked, he couldn't speak. But well, that's because you know he's talking to you. You know, I'm 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 <sighs> me, fair. bro. Sure, I'm me. All right. <laughs> we speak a different language. We speak a different language. But he was a little concerned with you, man. He didn't. He was concerned oh. that you didn't have your ad reads ready uh, when he on comment because he was like, anytime he wants to do them, he's ready to go. And he wanted to come on the show. I was like, I don't think the world is ready to hear you speak. Uh, baby Joey, you need to just go ahead and chill out. And he was like, don't tell me what to do, Big Dave. I was like, hey, man, you ain't got to raise up on me like that. You know what I mean? Baby Joey got anger problems sometimes, though. Wow, already? Yeah, already. But, you know, when it makes him more angry, it's because he never understood. It's what he yells about consistently and all the time that he never understood, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Oh, Lord, why? Why does he have to pay so much dang on money to look so dang on cool? That's what Baby Joey was saying. You like that, Joey? Yeah, he cries. He cries and cries at night, and it's like I just sit there and go, poor baby's just looking for an affordable pair of optical clarity. <laughs> That's it. That's you it. Know? That's it, Joey. He's you not hungry. Understand. He's not tired. Nope. He's just, he he's just trying to cool. tell us about right. the deals at Shady Ray. That's it, man. He don't want to pay all that money. You know what I'm saying? And he shouldn't have to, and he ain't going to have to because he can rock with Shady Rays, y'all. That independent sunglasses company offers that world-class product. That is just as good as any expensive pair that you ever put on your wonderful sexy face. Those durable frames, those extremely clear optics, those premium polarized shades, and you can get it all at an affordable price and have them for your outdoor, and as this man proves every day, your indoor adventiones. That's not a word. So, also, the matte pack. Lost and broken, replaces plan. Ah, damn! Drilled, drilled Kevin's <laughs> office door on <laughs> that one. Overthrow. I've never seen him do that. That was that was damn. All right, that had some uh, some velocity. Had some say. You throw it again, man. And this time, put some stank on it. <laughs> it was awesome, man. <laughs> that, that was that was a Bulls Bucks playoff series hat throw. I don't, I don't know what came over me just now. Oh man, let's say those glasses. Let's say some glasses are on that hat, and they broken in two. Guess what? You can send them back to Shady Rays. They'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And also, if you don't like the frames that you got, if you get them within thirty days, y'all, you can send them right back, and they will exchange them for a cool, even cooler pair that they got for free. They have got your back, y'all. So. Exclusively for the listeners out there, Shady Rays is giving you that best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code CHGO and get yourself 50% off of two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Drive by yourself! Shades that's rated five stars for over 250,000 people, including Young Maverick over here, because he's got his Shady Rays also, summertime wheel is a thing, y'all. Summer goat is a that thing. That is factual. Oh, it's a thing. I've seen it in action. It's pretty awesome. Shady Rays. Well, the Rays are oh, so shady. Now, fellas, there's actually something that I want to take the time to talk oh, about man, that is important for, to not me. <laughs> it's not like, important to me. Come on. Oh, it's not, import- it's not important initiative. to my nephew. <laughs> it's not important to my nephew, but it's important to me. Okay. One day it will be important to him, I'm sure. One day. He's just concerned about looking cool. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once he's, you know. Providing family <laughs> bills to pay. Who care? Comad Energy Efficiency Program Word. is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve, mm. which is this community, 
helping manage energy usage and also lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right, Joey Not Ready. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other frequency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, mm-hmm. all of your commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Mm, something like this that uh, saves you money, saves your wallet, and mm-hmm. also you know saves this beautiful planet. Matt, please tell the people how it works, how they can you know learn more about it. I will, Joe. An authorized engineer works with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Each recommendation includes estimated energy savings as well as cost savings, them ducats, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. If you own a business or someday your nephew does, Joe, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comment.com slash powering biz. (laughs) Yep. If you own a business, it's a no-brainer. Brandon, our CEO, was here last week. I said, Mm -hmm. see all the lights in here? Hope you're on the energy efficiency plan. Anyways, <laughs> is that comment.com slash powering biz? Yes, that's right. Comment.com slash powering biz. B-I-Z. Schedule that today. Mm, slash. I will. I will, Joe. Um, I miss Joey slash a little bit. Slash. Slash. I kind of miss that. So proud of Joe. <laughs> so am. So proud ready. of Joe. Came back stronger. I ready like to that. go today. Ready um, on it. All right, meathead grades, gentlemen, Let's for one, DeMar DeRozan. All right, one prediction right off the bat. I think that Will's grade and Matt's grade, L-Y, last year. That is not correct for me. Okay, oh, 0 for yeah. 2. Or not correct All for right. me. 0 for 2. All right? All right. Th- that is my guess. Hey, man, you got to take a swing. I appreciate you swinging, Joe. Should we start with the simple S? Okay, let's start with the simple S. Swimmy, Swami, Sally, <laughs> Swammy, Samson, Swin- Swinson, Swanson. All right. Star. All right. Uh, saucy, sexy. <laughs> He's taking all the words. I, I, I got nothing. Throw a guess in there, Will. <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> all these are good. Superstar. Superstar. The word is, is for steel. Steel? Steel. S-T-I. Oh, steel. Steel. He's still, still DeMar DeRozan. The undisputed DeMar I, I was going to put still, still that dude, but I didn't think uh, STD was something I would put up there. <laughs> so I didn't put up there. So I just went with the S. <laughs> and I saw that. And I'm like, he's still him, dog. He is still DeMar DeFreaking DeRozan. He still makes you like, damn, when you watch him play. Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) He still gives all those things out of you every time you see him. And that is what stars uh, actually do for you, man. And having him on the team has been amazing. And he's still who he is. Even though he's getting older, uh, getting long in the tooth, as they say, he's still that guy. You know what I mean? That hasn't changed. You still fear him. You still have to worry about him. You still have the game plan for him. And you still have to shut him down to have yourself a chance at winning. You have to do that. And that's what makes him great, man. He has been phenomenal and awesome for the Chicago Bulls. Two of his best seasons ever in the NBA happened here in Chicago, man. So shout out to him. I mean, he made all NBA second team last Come on, dog. All-star again this year. For just still being that dude. Shout out to you for that. Very simple. Very well put. Can't argue with the word of that. All right, we got a couple of LYs. Um, I have no idea. I don't idea know what goes on. What right here. My, mine's pretty simple. Uh, live. Not last year. Live your, live your best time uh, tomorrow. Oh, you're guessing mine? Mm. Yes. Live your best time tomorrow. Yeah, oh, wait, it. hold on, hold on. Will, I might know yours. Okay. Uh, like uh, your family. Love you, but. Something, uh, but uh, love you, but time to move on. Yes, that's perfect. Come on, ding, man. Wow. ding, ding. Let's Boom. play the game. Boom. Let me, let me. I like to solve the puzzle. 
Let mm. me preface this by Jesus. saying I really leaned into the meathead aspect of this meathead grade. As you should. That makes me smile. Always. Lamar has been everything that you've said so eloquently. Thank you. He has been sensational. He has been a star. He has been a superstar. Mm. To throw some more S words at you. <laughs> but, and, and we love him for that. He mm. has had such a big impact, obviously, on the court. These two years, he has been the rising tide. He has been amazing with the young guys in the mm -hmm. locker room, helping them develop, yes. taking them to camp, 5 a.m., mm -hmm. get up early, Patrick Williams, work on your little post fadeaways with me. <laughs> but, and, and we love him for that. Yes. But it's time to move on. The Bulls, mm. as I've said many times, they need to seriously consider a total rebuild and tear down. This is there if they don't move him this summer, they will end up in the same position that they're presently in with Vooch, mm. which is a bad place to be mm -hmm. where you have to extend a 35 year old or risk losing him for nothing. Yeah. Um, and I don't want the DeMar era to end this way because he has been so great and what he's done for the Bulls has been so valuable and important. Mm -hmm. But if the Bulls are taking their future seriously, I think you have to consider mm. moving on. Yep. Harsh realities yep. are true, though, man. That's, uh, that's, the same, that's the same reason that my me head grade was love simply. You love, love you forever. Love you forever. I got there too, Dave. Love you forever. Uh, I don't know if DeMar's going to be back next season for that final year of his deal. If he's not, it will be sad. Yeah. It will be a sad thing for me to make peace with because of everything he's meant to bringing respectability, likability. Mm back to this organization mm. that I mean, had they were none a dumpster fire for <laughs> that had none thanks john thanks gar had none thanks bald-headed menace had none i repeat none oh lord no credibility no respectability no likability here we go demar rosen showed up and solved so much of that just by being his lovable self while also dominant on the floor monster and for that i will love him always yeah it might be time to move on. Um, real quick, to that end. It sounded like you got choked up for a second. No. Might be time to move on. Just, just talking on the real. Not talking about joking. 28. <laughs> careful. 28.6 million on DeMar's third and final year of his contract next season. Yeah. With a veteran his age with yeah. one year left. We're not talking about a Zach Levine player in his prime, all-star caliber player in his prime. Yeah. With many years on current deal left, trade haul of maybe three or four first-round picks or two or three picks and a couple of young players, but they can still get something for him if they decide to field offers. What do you guys think the ballpark of a fair return for one year left on the deal, age 34 season, DeMar, could bring? So I, I'm seeing old Buckness's comment here, the trade value isn't getting any higher. Um, and I think that's a, a really good point and something that I, I should have tacked on to my meathead grade, which is like the, the downside of just moving on to move on is a loss of value. And I think mm -hmm. at a certain point, Matt, to get to the answer of your question is at what point does the value that you would get in return for him outweigh the value of just keeping him? Just keeping him, yeah. And are we already at that point? Is there still value mm -hmm. out there on the market that you can get for him? Are there teams that are going to give you a young player, a draft pick, and some salary filler that actually helps reset and recharge this group? Otherwise, like, what's the point mm -hmm. of trading him? You just do it to do it. I mean, there's an argument to be made that that's kind of what you need to do, that there's sort of going to be an addition by subtraction with – creating more opportunity for some of the younger players. Mm -hmm. But I think as is true with all of these moves, everything I've talked about here is under the pretense that value comes first. Yeah. And I just, I feel like we need to continue to, to preach that because there's no point in just giving any of these guys away. Yeah. Like I think you can walk away with something nice to answer your question. Some nice draft picks. Yep. Think wrong way with a player. Yep. Young player. Yep. Because it depends on the team you're taking this to. Mm -hmm. um, because obviously I think if you're going to make this trade, it's to a team that's actually trying to, you know, or has 
uh, bigger aspirations of winning or bigger, better chances, I should say, uh, of winning because DeMar DeRozan is not just going to go to any team. You wouldn't do him like that. Uh, you would actually send him to a team that's ready to make a move now. He deserves that. And, yeah, if you're going to do that, then you're going to have to get something nice in return because, again, this is still DeMar DeRozan. I don't care that he's 35 years old. He, they said that when he came here that he mm. was too old. He had the best year of his career. So I ain't hearing that no more. So he's still who he is. So I think he can still bring that kind of value. I think Will is dead on uh, in everything that you're saying. Um, and, yeah, you, you've got to make that move. I do think if you're going to trade someone and get the most value back, it's going to be him. And the way they set up his contract is to put them in this kind of situation like this. Like, mm-hmm. okay, last year it didn't work out, whatever. They can bring him back, sure. They got a chance to do that. But they also have a great chance of getting something for him and moving forward that way. So they got options uh, how they want to do it with DeMar, but I do think it might be time to move on. Uh, DeMond said in the comments, Chicago fans hold on to their sports stars too long. It's funny because I can also think of a million times Chicago sports fans have said to me, us, whoever, ah, this, you know, Chicago, they just, they just gave up on this guy too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see what happens with DeMar this offseason. If they get an intriguing offer uh, that has some sort of draft capital and or young talent in it, I think they seriously need to consider it yeah. and, and even not just consider it but pull the trigger. Because yeah. as much as I love DeMar and what he's done for this organization, I, I cannot – I don't want to face watching this same thing again next year. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would, that would be a part of bringing DeMar back would be that. Unless you give me a point guard. okay 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 uh that's it for today thank you everybody for tuning in we will continue going on uh with these player evaluations through this week and next week and uh talking about anything else uh going on nba playoffs nba news draft lottery just uh what a week and change away go holiday let's do it uh in the meantime you can follow us on uh, Twitter, CHO underscore Bulls. Our pal and producer, Joey Spathis, is at Joey Spathis. He was Joey Ready today. Oh, Joey Ready. Joey Ready. Oh, Will Will is at Will underscore Gottlieb. Read everything he's writing at allCHGO.com. Big Dave is at Bow. BAWL Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. We are back tomorrow. Same time, same place, 4 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you then. Thanks for watching. CHGO Bulls podcast from DraftKings Sportsbook. Make some bets. For the playoff action tonight, talk to you tomorrow. See you, Red. Be good. Love you, Demar. Peace. Demar.